Good morning. Today we will revisit the situation in Myanmar in light of the latest sanctions the European Union imposed on the country's military. We will then discuss Syria's political future as the country votes to elect a new president next month, and we will finally examine the possibility of Britain introducing its own virtual currency. Today is Friday, the 23rd of April. I am Arunava, and you are listening to the Leaders Brief by Ego Monk. The European Union has imposed sanctions on 10 of Myanmar's military leaders this week. Two giant military conglomerates were also blacklisted by the 27-member bloc. The decision, in line with sanctions imposed by the United States of America and the United Kingdom, will include asset freezes and visa bans, and is likely to impact the Tatmadaw's treasury. Hundreds of lives have been lost in Myanmar in conflicts between state authorities and civilians after the military deposed the civilian government on February 1st and declared a year-long emergency. The Southeast Asian nation, a strategically important area for neighbors India and China, has been locked in crisis since then. The country's military also arrested several elected leaders, including President Win Mint and Nobel Peace Laureate Aung San Suu Kyi, calling the last poll results fraudulent. Major world powers and a majority of the country's citizens continue to disbelieve the Tatmadaw's version, and the country has been slapped with sanctions from almost all major world powers. However, this hasn't changed the Tatmadaw's stand. Instead, the military has retaliated by ordering forces to shoot at protesters, killing over 700 people in the last two months. EU member states said the sanctioned individuals were all responsible for undermining democracy and the rule of law in Myanmar, and for repressive decisions and serious human rights violations. The sanctions on two military-operated firms, including Myanmar Economic Holdings Limited, after the United States of America and the United Kingdom took similar steps, is likely to put enormous economic pressure on the Tatmadaw. The company is an important source of cash flow for the military and could drain the coup organizers of much-needed resources. Following the UK sanctions, British Foreign Secretary Dominic Raab had said that the move targeted the military's financial interests to help drain the sources of finance for the campaigns of repression against civilians. The Myanmar Economic Corporation. The other entity the EU sanctioned has vast holdings in several industries and helps fund the military. However, with Myanmar's economy already in crisis, the sanctions could complicate a post-COVID recovery for the country, and the military may tilt towards China for financial support, giving Beijing even more stake in the region. Moving on to some news from West Asia, Syria is preparing to hold presidential elections, the second since the civil war broke out in the country in 2011. The previous election, held in 2014, had seen President Bashar al-Assad win an overwhelming 92% of all votes. However, the country's opposition, along with the United States of America and the European Union, had dismissed the elections as undemocratic and illegitimate. Since then, aided by a Russian military intervention and declining Western influence in the region, Mr. Assad has been able to amass unparalleled power and is expected to win another term in May. The Syrian civil war, which began in the second year of the Arab Spring, has cost over 600,000 lives in the last decade and has caused large-scale economic ruin, costing the country over a trillion dollars. The Syrian government has, however, blamed its economic ruin on Western sanctions. The assured victory of Bashar al-Assad is backed by several changes that have taken place since 2014. Pro-Syrian forces presently occupy a major part of the country and a fragile ceasefire prevents government forces and rebels from engaging in conflict in Idlib, the last rebel-controlled province. The call for democracy that turned violent after a government attack on peaceful protests in 2011 had prompted several rebel forces to take up arms. Mr. Assad himself has been accused of several human rights violations, including the use of chemical weapons on civilian areas. The Assad regime is backed by Russia and Iran. 
But despite losing popularity due to the country's economic ruin and seeing some sparks of rebellion within his political ranks, Mr. Assad is likely to exercise his military authority to ensure another landslide victory. Besides, the country does not have any opposition leader strong enough to challenge the incumbent. Moving on to some news from the tech world, the Bank of England and the Treasury announced they are setting up a task force to explore the possibility of a federal digital currency. The announcement came a day after British Finance Minister Rishi Sonak told the bank to look at the case for a new Bitcoin aimed at tracking some of the challenges posed by cryptocurrencies. The bank said that the task force jointly led by the bank's Deputy Governor for Financial Stability, Sir John Cunliffe, and the Treasury's Director General of Financial Services, Catherine Braddock, would analyze risks and opportunities involved in creating a new kind of digital money. If found favorable, the bank would issue Britcoin to be used alongside cash and bank deposits. The volatile, decentralized nature of cryptocurrencies has prompted several countries to look for ways to introduce a centralized digital currency system. And accordingly, many have begun experimentations or research to develop the same. Among them, India is most likely to begin by banning private digital currencies first. Its neighbor China, which has banned trade in private cryptocurrency, has been conducting trials of its digital one for the last few months. Recent Chinese reports suggest that Beijing is open to using private currency Bitcoin as an investment option. The United Kingdom presently allows citizens to trade in private cryptocurrencies but has banned trading of cryptocurrency derivatives. That is all for today. Thank you for listening. We will be back on Monday with more happenings from around the world. Tune into Egomong to stay updated on the latest happenings and their impact on global trade, technology and innovation. Egomong helps you make sense of change. We are a global intelligence platform delivering asymmetric outcomes by bringing organizations closer to the communities they want to serve and the leaders they wish to influence. Visit our website insights.egomong.com that is i n s i g h t s . e g o m o n k . c o m to subscribe and make better and faster decisions today. If you wish to collaborate with us then please email us at contact@egomong.com. At